Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Simmond. Hi, I'm Simmond. I'm a level three druid. Um, I am a fur bear, so I am eight feet tall, about 280 pounds, uh, blue skin, brown hair, you know, the usual. Um, yeah, hi. And Jade. Hello, I am Jade. I am a paladin. I have red skin, black hair, and eyes with no white part in them, just solid black. And I am 52 years old. I I like to adventure with the fire breathing kittens because my wife, she said, you are home way too much now that you are retired from the town guard. Get out of the house. Go play. And Willie. Hello, it's me, Willie. Level 3 Hexblade Warlock, and I'm dead. <laughs> I stand about six and a half feet tall. I have a curly mop of brown hair that covers my smoking pits that were once eyes. I dress myself in a Victorian manner, complete with gloves, high-necked collar, and frills. You are all in the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard. And there's no job flyers posted. What are you doing? Willie is at his normal spot near the job board, watching his favorite spider build a web. He's been doing it for the past nine hours. Simmond is uh, encouraging the rafters to, to bloom again. Jed is... Watching the rafters carefully, hoping that they do not lose their structural integrity. I'm, I should not be using character voice for this. She's not saying this out loud. Jade <laughs> is making sure that the rafters don't, uh, like, she's just watching. I'm not familiar with druid anything, so I'm like, hmm, I'm under the roof. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry at all. It's, uh, remember, I have this background in woodworking and actually when you when you revivify the wood it 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 becomes stronger oh that is excellent thank you simmond i do not know much of druidcraft so i really admire your skill well it's a slow process you know one leaf at a time (laughs) i need a perception check from everyone Ooh, 18 on the dice but i don't Oh, it do. Dirty 20. 16. 18. Wonderful. In the middle of the room, a flame goes up and it reaches the roof, but it doesn't burn anything. And there is a piece of paper sitting there. Sitting where? On the floor where the fire was. It went whoosh, bang, nothing. Paper. Whoa. My word. Well, all right. Uh, Willie, are you flammable? As much as the next corpse. Well, I'm not sure how much water content you have left. Uh, Maybe I'll go pick this one up. (laughs) Thank you, my dear friend. Simmons contemplates this as he walks over to the paper. He was a sea hag before he died. I don't know how wet his corpse would be. (laughs) should poke him sometime. (laughs) Test for sponginess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, he picks up the paper. Uh, Written in gold glittery pen is just the word that says help 
And underneath, it's signed R.O. Do we know an R.O.? How into history and how into the archives are all of you in reading mission reports? Hmm. Not very. Yes. Woefully behind. Are we doing history checks here? Yes. I guess so we're about to find out how into history are then as we roll. I have a plus zero, but I rolled a 12. Another 18 on the dice, but only a plus one, so a 19. I'm glad you know something, because I got a nine. <laughs> um, so, Willie, you have heard a passing whisper or two about how R.O. has been a mysterious, not benefactor, but mission supplier in the past. I turn to my friends and go, Ah, I believe I've overheard a discussion of an R.O. I believe they've given us missions as a guild in the past. Though I... I'm not familiar myself. Doesn't Nulasag keep a record of every mission that we complete? I would hope so. We could always ask him who R.O. is. Maybe he's got an address. To the Guildmaster's office! And, uh, Willie will start walking, and then shortly realize he's not sure where that is. Well, I've been here for a while. I, I know where his office is. Hmm. Let's go, then. Simon will lead the way up the rickety staircase to the Guildmaster's office. Uh, so, uh, who wants to be the one to knock? I am the one who knocks. And then <laughs> Willie will knock on the door. Is there a pattern? Is it just three knocks? Is it just a bang? Uh, he does a shave and a haircut. Dot, 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 Two bits. <laughs> Nobody answers. Mm. Interesting. Uh, he'll put his ear to the door and, like, listen for any sounds of movement. I'm not gonna make you roll for this, because there are none. Uh, he would probably check to see if the door's unlocked then, and then just walk in. Oh, thank God. It is unlocked. Oh, good. Um... And do we see anything? No, you don't see anything out of order. You can just kind of assume that he's just kind of out for a little bit and you just kind of missed him. However, the archives are open and available for you to go through if you would like. All right. Is no one else concerned that Nulasag's office is just open and not guarded? Is this normal? I'm not sure, but I would think it would be locked if he weren't here. I would like to do a perception check on the door to see if the lock... Like, is there a lock on the door, first off? And to play devil's advocate, we are inside of the guild hall, you know. Do you lock your bedroom door every time you leave? If you have children, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Smash uh... cut to any fire-breathing kitten episode. <laughs> Them doing wild uh... stuff. Yeah, okay, I get that. I suppose... Is there a lock on the door? Should I roll? Uh, yes, if you would like to investigate, you can investigate. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's a seven. I. <laughs> you you think you see a lock, but you're not sure. Is this thing yet? Is this bubble of metal? Is this a lock? Are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, I used character voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me also roll an investigation... I'd like to roll one as well, but um, Willie's not super concerned, so he's going to start looking for uh, R.O. Okay. I got a nine. <laughs> we can't tell. <laughs> yeah, mine's not great either. That's a 13. 
Um, so while Simmond and Jade are busy wondering the wonders of what are doors and locks, um, <laughs> what are doors? <laughs> what does it mean to be a lock? <laughs> um, Willie, you, after some digging, it takes, takes a couple of minutes and you might be a little distracted by the other two and their discussion about the lock. Um, you find... You get to like the alphabetized place that says R.O. And underneath it says R.O. gives missions, question mark. And then it says red, orange, velvet cake. R.O. gives missions, question mark. Red, orange, velvet cake? What is that? Wait. Oh, yeah, it's a recipe for red, orange, velvet cake. It says meat, and then it is scratched out, or what? <laughs> Wait, red, orange, that's an R and an O. Velvet cake, VC. VC, vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaners suck. And then just fully loses <laughs> the train of thought. <laughs> Listeners, the DM literally facepalmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's turning red. <laughs> I think we're on the right track. <laughs> okay, what's other thing? I think that's... that mission wasn't that long ago, right? No. Are we part of that mission? The mission report, however, seems to be missing. Hmm. I remember this. We went somewhere and there were like the two princes and their nanny. Nanny was the red, red orange velvet cake. Is she RO? Were you Simmond? I wasn't I in that? No, oops, never mind. Simon doesn't know any of this. <laughs> well, to be fair, I could have sworn that was very recent. Yeah, you were kind of a triton and <laughs> But aren't they together now? So, I'm sure like pillow talk, they might have exchanged stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're remembering. You're remembering something your boyfriend told you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, Simon's been here for most of last season as well. He just wasn't an active player. Oh, so Simmond, you would know that there was a mission. You kind of vaguely remember that there was a couple missions that were triggered by Aro, one of which solved the child cannibalism problem that was happening. What? Um, what? <laughs> that was very oh, yeah. important. Most people heard about it. Um, and then the other one vaguely had to do with some elf princes and a weird nanny. Yes. Yeah, I remember the elf princes. So, are you guys going to hang out in the office longer? Or what you gonna do? Hmm. Well, now it sounds like someone's coming for us. Oh, uh, I wanted right? to Nobody? Uh, inspect the missing page to see if it's been, like, ripped out or if it's just not there. Oh, so this is an interesting thing. It has been torn very hmm. carefully. Hmm. Uh, we should go speak to the barkeep. She always seems to be here, so maybe she's seen someone heading up towards Nulisag's office. Or maybe she would know the last time Nulisag was seen. Oh, that he is now. I like what y'all thinking. Yes, we all walk, or at least I walk downstairs to the bar. This is feeling very okay. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's almost like that's the DM's favorite show. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, okay, so you guys walk down 
Um, there's a couple other members kind of scattered around. And then, of course, there is a bartender tending to the bar. My dear barkeep, might you know of the last time our dear guildmaster was seen? Um, this bartender kind of turns towards you and... You know, it's really seen them around before. They're kind of new. They kind of look teenagery-ish, and they're just like the Nulasag. Isn't he like walking in right now? As the door to the guild hall opens, and in walks Nulasag. Dramatic turn, like full <laughs> twist of the body, looks over the shoulder. Nulasag is walking in with a bunch of papers, and he is not paying attention. Get him, Willie. Willie, you know, he, he's an odd duck, so he will, like, put himself directly in front of his pass so they almost bump into each other. And then once they're, like, about to hit, that's when he goes, Hello! <laughs> oh, uh, I am so sorry. I you just had to run out and get some paperwork. How can I help you? A pillar of fire appeared, and there was a note, and... Uh, I'm not sure who has it currently, but he kind of puts his hand out for. I think Simon, you have the you have the note that just says help. And I'll, I'll, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll like motion, give it to Nulasag. We went snooping in your office, by the way. Oh well, I'd prefer if you would never do that again. But of course, it's always open. Well, I absolutely cannot promise that, but I will do my very level best. Might you know who this R.O. is and why they would want help? Well, they've given us some messages before, um, and some missions. I would assume that they just have another mission of some sort. They might have gotten into trouble. We don't really know much. Um, did you happen to look into the archives and notice that, you know, all the mission reports have gone missing? Uh... Willie uh, doesn't say anything because you can't see his eyes, but his eyebrows are, like, furrowed and raised. He's, like, very confused by this, but he just seems to stop moving. In the awkward silence, Jade says, Yes, we saw that. Well, we saw at least one of them. Well, I'm not sure where or who took them, and I've been trying to figure that out, because that's kind of a breach of trust and security, but it seems that everything has gone missing, so... I don't have any reports, but is there any other questions I can try to answer for you? Sometimes the missing pieces of a puzzle are equally as important as the puzzle pieces themselves. If you had to hazard a guess, is there a pattern to these missing reports? Well, they all kind of... They either have to do with orphans, or they have to do with R.O. That's the only pattern, but since we don't know who R.O. is, we can't really... Go and knock on their door and ask. Hmm. This is concerning, as I too was given up as a child. Orphans are involved. This is terrible. Why would somebody be manipulating orphans? They are just helpless children. Uh, Willie kind of like, his face sours a little bit and goes, Children can be molded if caught young enough. There's so, like own... grooming going on. This is not good. This is not good. We should go stop this. How? Yes. Nulisag, put us on the case. Yes. And we'll only take half pay for it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm retired. Simon, <laughs> you wealthy? Uh, very not wealthy, but I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yes, the orphans, they need us. What clues do you have, Nulisag? Put us on the case. 
Yes, someone needs to save me. I mean them. (laughs) Uh, Nulisette kind of looks at you guys and is like, you have the paper. You have the job. Yeah, it says it says help. You know, I mean, it's so we helps. <laughs> Do you have any ways to contact Ro? A- any calling card, an address, uh, a-, a Dropbox, a PO box, anything? Uh, no, they just kind of appear. But there is a large market today. Perhaps they could be found there. There's a lot of traveling people coming in. Do we know what they look like? Nope. Hmm. Okay. I've got an idea. Uh, everyone stand back. Give me about 10 minutes. Do we have 10 minutes? <laughs> what else will we do? Of course. <laughs> Time is immaterial. All right. Simon <laughs> goes around collecting splinters of wood from the tables and chairs and beams, just little, little splinters, and arranges them on the floor and casts a whole lot of druid craft. And picks up a giant, like, twig and leaf and flower hat that spells out R-O in big letters that attaches to his head. Uh, Willie just starts clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Good show, Simon. I try, I try. Nulasag is sitting there and he's just kind of like, do you need anything else? Can I go? Have you tried the red velvet orange cake? Is it good? And does it really have meat in it? It seems like that was an ingredient that they might have wanted to add. Um, that was a guess by a someone on that mission, but I've heard it's really good. Well, if it is really good, perhaps it will help our mission. We should go buy some at this market. We will keep an eye out for red velvet chocolate orange cake. And they will keep an eye out for us with your hat, Simmond. Yes. I bet the person who sells it knows who R.O. is. Our first lead. Let's go chase it down. Tally-ho! All right, Jade, we'll follow you. I know the way to the market because I've lived here for like 27 years. Do you walk out the front door? Oh, gosh. That's okay. Didn't know that was going to be a problem. I attempt to walk out the front door of the guild. You open the door, and standing there is a giant elk with flaming antlers. Woo! Woo! <laughs> ah! Fire deer! <laughs> Simmond steps forward and bows to it. Yeah, yeah. Druid, druid, I make way for you. <laughs> uh, it bows back, and Simmond, I will give you this. You know that these are very sacred animals that kind of wander the forest, and they tend to be thought of as guardians or gifts from deities, and the fact that it's bowing to you means that it wants you to do something slash follow it slash it's here for you and not anyone else, or like your party and not anyone else. Okay. Simmond is not able to hear animals unless they are have the capability of speech but he can speak to them so he is going to say to the deer lead the way we're here to help it nods and turns around and starts walking down the road i follow jade follows willie will lean over to jade as they like begin following and go that was super cool right like that was awesome 
Simmond is very cool. Oh, goodness, yes. I see things on fire and I think, oh, no, but a part of me thinks, yes. Right. <laughs> Simmond looks over his shoulder and says, so cool. Uh, Willie's, like, deep voice, demonic side is like, yeah, that's rad. <laughs> I know, we must be paladin, we must be good. Okay, I run to catch up to the elk. (laughs) Uh, You guys follow it, and it is, in fact, taking you to the market, but it's taking you down a dark alley, like a dark side alley. Random question to the deer. Do you like your antlers being on fire? Just checking. It stops, looks slightly offended because you called it a deer. Oh, elk. My apologies. Looks at you. <laughs> hey, y'all, the DM is in a very rural place that has all these animals. Deer are not elk. Look them up. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, if one kicks you, you're okay. <laughs> yes. The other one, not so much. Um, mm-hmm. But it it kind of looks slightly offended, looks at you, and is like, like shrugs the best it can and keeps walking. Okay. Uh, so as you're kind of coming down this alley, it's a little like sketchy dark dirty not your normal market fair but you come to a forest green door with a golden elk lined out and it looks like it's actually lined out in like real gold and it's just sitting there on a brick wall like it's in a brick wall i should say not on a brick wall i guess instinctively willie would just like put his hand out and kind of touch like where the gold meets the wall it's gold it's gold Whoa, I have never owned any gold like this in my life. This is expensive. How much gold coins would it take to melt down to make this? You, Yeah, you should roll a check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is this? Uh, it's probably not animal handling. It's probably... Mm, Maybe nature trying to determine how much yeah. gold like yields when melted. Okay. That's a 10. Yeah. You get the vibe. It's a lot. Wow. Um, so, you know, when you're a law enforcement officer and you see someone like leaving a pile of millions of dollar bills on the sidewalk and you're like, I have to protect you, but I don't want to because you're an idiot. Like, why would someone put it just like as a cop? This is what I'm thinking. Why would someone put I could just take my knife and pry this gold out of this brick wall? You know, why would someone put this here? I'm in an alley. It's dark. No one can see it. I look around for surveillance. That's what I'm going to do. I'd like to do a perception for surveillance. Uh, I'd like to use the help action. Ooh. How are you helping me in game? Willie is just following behind you. Like, you know, like you look one direction, you move to look another one, and he just double checks after you. Like, gives it a second and then pops his, his head out in case, like, somebody was watching you and waiting for you to move. And I'm like, ha gotcha. So I just keep trying to do that. Cool. A 14. And I have dark vision. Eh. There's no surveillance, but the elk is staring at the door. <laughs> mm. I'm a very trusting person. I say we go ahead and open the door. Oh, is there like, <laughs> is there like a doorknob? Like it's a door door. I thought this was just like a doorway etched into the, into a wall. Oh, no, it's just a normal door with a pretty elk on it in gold. Oh, guys. Then uh, Willie will open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Do you walk in? 
Yes, we don't take the gold. I'll play a rogue next season. Is My there a moose puzzle. with frozen antlers in front of this door? <laughs> <laughs> no. But that is my favorite puzzle, a door. Um, as you walk in, it's a shop full of magical items. Um, and the floor is, you know, brick and it's kind of homey, kind of very just warm. And there's a fireplace in the corner and there's like a front table where you would assume you would kind of check out. And there's this beautiful rug on the floor that's kind of the same theme with the forest green and then the gold elk. What do you do? Do we see any people, or is there a bell? There is a bell on the front, like, checkout desk. What do you guys think? Should we ring the bell? Yes, that would be the polite thing to do. All right, I'm going to ring the bell. I need you to roll. To ring the bell? No, I need you perception, reaction. Oh. One or Uh... the other. Something... Perception. 18. 18 perception? 18. Sweet. Okay, so um, as you go to step on the rug, you notice the rug is um, perhaps not necessarily a rug like you thought it was. What is it? Is it a changeling? (laughs) (laughs) Is it just like a blanket someone threw on the floor? Uh, In fact, somehow in your adventuring time, some point in time, you've run into one of these. It's a rug of smothering. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Does it try to smother us? Maybe it's just really accentedly mothering us? (laughs) Maybe the rug just wants what's best for us, and sometimes we don't make the best decisions, and that's what a rug of smother does, is they care for the people that walk on it. (laughs) Um... You get the vibe that it's not <laughs> trying to kill you. I know I'm using vibes a lot today, y'all. I'm sorry. Hey, man. Uh, it's All not vibes. Gonna... Yes. <laughs> it's not going to kill you right away. But if you try to leave the shop with... This is its guard dog. This is the shop's guard dog. So it's it's don't steal stuff or my rug will eat you. Whew. That's fair. <laughs> Willie was definitely about to stab it. He, uh, <laughs> he is very prone to immediate response. He would like do that thing where, because he's a hexblade, so he can summon his weapon. So he puts his hand to his chest and pulls like a bastard sword out from his chest and is like, oh, oh, okay, all right, good, good rug, good rug, and then just slowly slides it back into himself. Yeah, let's not. Let's maybe lay off the bloodshed. Do you think the rug, the rug shed bleeds? Just... Oh, rug shed. <laughs> <laughs> let's just ring the bell here. Let's ring the bell, yeah. Simon rings that bell. It rings out, and from the back room you hear, One moment, I'm coming! And out from the back walks a humanoid lady... And she looks like she has blonde hair, she has pale skin, like she hasn't seen the sun in months, and she's kind of just dressed in what vaguely looks like leaves in a dress. And as she walks in and you see her, she says, Welcome to the Tempest Den. I'm Tempest Dread. Well, nice to meet you. Excellent name. Uh, How can I help you? 
We were hoping that you could tell us. Uh, a giant elk with flaming antlers led us here. We're looking for someone called R.O. Red Orange Velvet Cake? Yes, indeed. Well, the bakery is at the market, unless you're looking for something else. Have a note of some kind. Otherwise, the velvet cake's at the market. Simmon looks very sheepish and just proffers up the note. Eh? Oh, oh, of course you must be friends of R.O. Can't be too careful around these parts, you know? Um, also, the elk sometimes brings random people to me because he wants treats, so just have to be careful to make sure he just didn't bring in some random strangers. He's a good boy, really. Um, I... She's, like, reading the note, and she's like, well, that was awful helpful of them to just put help. Uh, I can get you where they are. Um, I can't make promises on safety, but it can get you there. Story of our life. The player is desperately craving to find out what and who R.O. is. So, like, but Jade is like, sure, yes. <laughs> of course, if you need supplies, you can always shop around. You must be good people because my rug didn't eat you. Well, is there anything you'd recommend? You would know better than any of us. Well, are you looking for potions, spell scrolls? I also have... I have several of the spell scrolls. I have cloaks. I have goggles. I have... I. This is kind of like a dragon's hoard that I've kind of gathered over my you know, life that I'm trying to... It's not a yard sale, but it's a mystical yard sale. It's a yard sale. I need to declutter my life. What do you think is most helpful to a druid just starting his life over? Um... I could give you a spell of some sort if there's one you've been wanting. Or, of course, we could do a roll of fate. I'm down for a roll of fate. Wonderful. And player, I'm going to need you to roll a d100. And she produces um, a die. And she's like, go ahead and roll and see what you get. Nine. When she sees what the dice lands on, it lands on a magic sword, a sword with like sparkles around it. Ooh. And she takes you over to a wall that's kind of lined with weapons. And she's like, just one second. And she's going through and she's like digging and like throwing daggers backwards. And they're like hitting the roof and whatever. And then finally she pulls out. <laughs> How are you doing, Jade? Ducking. <laughs> Dodging. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and finally, she pulls out a small dagger, and it looks like it's made out of el out of antler of some kind. And the metal is has a pinkish hue. And she's like, "Ah, yes, I borrowed permanently this from a friend, ex lover, kind of everything. Uh, it has some interesting effects when you stab someone. It can." potentially cause them to love you or hate you. It's a 50-50 chance. And she offers it up to you. Um, does it have a name? Oh, I don't give things names. That's for their owners. Interesting. Uh, he takes the dagger. Excellent. Seems like a Rebecca to me. <laughs> I had to give it a name. <laughs> Willie has his eyes on a, uh, Preapt of wound closure. 
It's a just an uncommon magical item. I got the gold for it. What does it do? Whenever you wear the pendant, you stabilize whenever you're dying at the start of your turn. In addition, whenever you roll a hit die to regain hit points, I regain double. Ooh, I like it. Um, do you ask her for this, or were you digging through am- the amulet pile? Um, I figure it would be, like, in a case, and he just, like, a kid looking at candy has his face pressed up against it, and then looks at her and goes, like, I want this. Wonderful choice, wonderful choice. How much gold are you going to offer me for it? Uh, I believe 300 is the going rate, but I'm happy to do 325. Oh, 300 sounds wonderful. You can just feed it to the rug. And she hands you the amulet. Uh, awesome. So, uh, you've never seen Willie's, like, chest before, but as he, like, undoes his collar, you see that, like, from the neck down, it is just solid arcane tattoos. And he, like, puts the amulet on, puts it into his coat, and then buttons up after. But it's like, you know, it's like when you don't realize someone in a suit is just absolutely blasted with tattoos. Nice. Jade, do you have your eye on something? Or as she walks over, she's like, you could roll the dice. Jade possesses zero gold coins. So she will politely say, oh, no, thank you. But the dice roll of fate is free. If you so choose, no pressure. Is it free to roll or free to purchase the item? I let fate choose if fate chooses to give you an item then it's yours to keep because obviously it should not be mine anymore oh that seems like i am just taking from you without giving anything i would feel too awkward i'm sorry okay um are you ready to go yes if they have like a magic candy or something i'd buy one for jade so she doesn't walk (laughs) out empty-handed i'll buy some magical nougat that makes your ears get bigger (laughs) great i needed that excellent it just says like a couple copper pieces and it's in a giant bowl and you can just feed the rug (laughs) cool i throw a bunch of coins on the ground and then like as we walk out i'll give it to jade and be like here you go oh thank you my blood sugar was low you know menopause i have to keep an eye on my mood or i smite too many things (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Is that the theme of this character? <laughs> Angry menopausal women? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Horrifying. what, you got a problem? <laughs> no. <laughs> Remember, Simmons' biggest stat is wisdom. <laughs> exactly, so he doesn't say anything. Mm, uh, no, none. it's um, the theme of this character is that time when you first retire and everyone around you is like, I'm seeing you way too much. You got a hobby or something? Can you go do it? I think there's a show called Samurai Gourmet that's like the same thing. It's like a retired police officer and his wife is like, get out of the house. And then he just goes and gets lunch places. This is the first time hearing of it. I like it. I'm going to watch it. It's that. really good. It's super cute. It's like very um, midnight diner vibes. Nice. Writing it down. Yes, DM. <laughs> so um, do you guys all say yes, you're ready to be transported? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. She kind of waves her hand and the doorway that you came in starts to glow. And it's kind of like flipping through colors like a strobe show. 
and finally it settles on this weird off green like it's not quite forest green but it's also not like throw up green it's like somewhere in the middle of that and it's just glowing from the door and she says there you go that will take you wherever they are at um interesting color choice but have fun well all right willie's feeling very confident with his new magical amulet so uh he'll go first you walk into the light and you disappear to the others jade follows great so does simmond Wonderful. You all walk in, and in front of you is a golden wall of light, and it extends to the right and the left of you. And I will need a perception check for more than that. Ooh. Six. Five. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are not very perceptive today. It's blinding. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, the light was more blinding than I expected it to be. Um, You guys, after kind of looking around and letting your eyes adjust, you notice that you are not alone. There are several other figures kind of off in the distance and sitting on the floor, or what you assume to be the floor, because again, you're surrounded by light, is a elven woman with bright flame red hair light blue skin, and green eyes. And she is furiously writing in a journal. And she's very short. She's only five foot five. Hmm. She seems unusual. Are you... I can drop the character voice if it annoys Um, anybody, by the way. Just so you guys all listening to this know, I can totally not do a character voice if it becomes weird or bad. It just makes me happy. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, knock it off. Okay. <laughs> That's what my giggles are. They're just happy giggles. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, her head kind of whips up and she stares at you three. And she's like, when she's looking at you, it's kind of very like she's deciding whether or not she's going. It's a very scientific, like, are you interesting or are you nothing? Look. Willie will wave. And she's, as she's still considering you when you wave, she says, R.O., I can't, don't know what you mean. Oh, I guess we will leave then. We were looking for R.O. because they needed our help. Goodbye. Red velvet orange cake. (laughs) Waits for a reaction. Um... At the word of help from Jade, she, she kind of rolls her eyes at the cake thing, uh... She says, oh, you must be from the fire-breathing kittens. Um, I guess I am R.O. in a way. It, it, I mean, I'm the one that sent the help letter. Um, we're kind of trapped now. I'm assuming someone sent you. I know my note wasn't great. I need to get better at that. But I, how much do you know about an illegal capture-the-flag betting ring? Nothing at all. So maybe start from the beginning. We're here to listen. Uh, She like flips back 
in her notebook and she goes so it all started with these people some of our people started disappearing and my friends disappeared and i have this friend named barley and she's really great but she's in a wheelchair so when she disappeared i was a little worried about her even though her wheelchair is very cool and then i somehow stumbled upon this whole bedding ring thing not quite sure how i managed to do that so Somehow, it's related to her disappearing, but when I went to investigate, because, you know, I'm always told that I stick my nose into way too many things, and sometimes that backfires on me horribly, but when I went to go investigate, I kind of got trapped here, and supposedly, this is the contestants area where they send us out, and I don't really know what happens in the game. Nobody has come back, so that either means they release them, or we're gonna die, but hopefully we can find Barley before then. I think Jade has never met Barley, so Jade's player can't comment on that. So, uh, oh goodness, we are going to compete to the death. Oh, oh Jade, it's not so bad. He'll put a like hand on her shoulder. No, oh, this is what we came here for. Yes, I'm even harder to kill now. So don't worry, I will be there on the other side, no matter what. Maybe not the best use of the term, the other side. Is that not the correct term for death? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) nope, that's exactly what you meant. Okay. (laughs) Ah, where are our fellow contestants? I've never actually seen the other team, which is a little worrying. But now that I have you guys, because I was worried they were going to send me out there by myself, we might actually stand a chance. Well, of course. We're kittens. How can we help? Um, I guess we just hang out until they send us. I don't really know how we get into the ring. They just kind of call out and then somebody disappears. Hmm. So I guess take a seat and rest if you need to until it's our turn. Uh, yeah. Willie's going to arcana this whole situation. And he is going to call upon Wilhelm the wizard one of the previous holders of the King of All Creation, and uh, add a d6 to this check. Okay. Ooh, spicy juice. <laughs> uh, dirty 20. Only a 2 from the uh, from the dice. But uh, his like demeanor changes, his hair straightens, he looks a little more gaunt in the face, and, like, you know, arcane, arcanely assesses what's going on. Uh, So the first thing that you learn is that if you walk in any direction, it will eventually bring you back to where you started. The second thing that you learn is it's like your portals are kind of bridges to other places. So it's like you're stuck in the middle of one and not quite through to the other side. And that's how they've been popping people into the arena. Hmm. Does that mean that if we finish the labyrinth, we've completed the portal and we're through the other side of it? The other side of the portal is the arena. Okay. Yes, it appears we're held in some sort of stasis area in between portals. I believe at least when we are pulled to the other side, it should be a mite easier to get back to our original realm of existence. Well, do we know what kind of tasks or tests we're going to be up against in the arena? I believe our dear friend said capture the flag. Uh, Okay. Against who? I'm just wondering how dirty this is going to be. I think Uh, that if we do capture the flag, 
I I should defend defend the flag because um ooh, how do I describe this in character? I can't. I'll describe it out of character. Uh, as a bonus action, I can issue a challenge that compels other creatures to do battle with me. Each creature of my choice that I can see within 30 feet of me must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. The creature can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from me. Uh, and then it ends if I die. But um, so if I'm like 35 feet away from the flag and I'm like, stop, fight me before you take a flag. I can do that. So I should defend the flag. You look big and hittable. <laughs> yeah. And they need to fight me. They need to. To test themselves. Willie's mulling something over. And then uh, on the subject of who we might be, like, playing against. Capture the flag is a game that children play, correct? Yes. I understand that there is a number of missing children in Nicomoy. I fear that our people we're playing against might be children. Hmm. Just my two cents. Uh, <laughs> well, then I definitely want to champion challenge and not kill them <laughs> or hit them with my sword. <laughs> uh, she looks like she hasn't considered this before and she flips to a new page on her notebook and starts scribbling. I just watched Squid Game, so children's games for adults are real too. <laughs> <laughs> Jade sits down and she opens up her bag and she takes out rations and each one is a square packed lunch. You take wax paper around it and each one is a different lunch prepared by my wife. So you guys can have like sandwiches and chicken salad, a little bit of meatloaf, a little bit of pot roast, a fresh pear, you know, various foods I share with everybody. Uh, oh, thank you. Willie has been practicing eating over the last few adventures. So he's like very proudly like takes a bite of the pear, chews it and swallows it. And then looks around like, eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the handle of this. <laughs> Do you guys need to rest DM to players? Uh, Yeah, I need to attune, so a short rest would be great. Okay. I'm good. We have done nothing so far. Yep. Question for the DM. Yes. The spell Thorn Whip. Are you familiar? Vaguely. Creates a thorny whip that lashes out towards something, typically a damaging cantrip. Can that be done without damage? Like to trip people or, I don't know, pull. It, it says that if it hits, you can, you can pull them 10 feet towards you. So can it be used in general to manipulate people without actually doing damage? I'm going to say yes. And the rules lawyers can just at me on Twitter through our Fire Breathing Kittens account. <laughs> and be okay. mad about it but yes i will allow it okay i'm just imagining using this kind of like bulbasaur fine whip just you know mm. playing off i don't that, gotta actually hurt people could you also target an item say a flag with it you will have to find out about <laughs> that question okay i like where your head's at sim I'm, I'm, I'm trying you know i really want to get through this with a minimum of bloodshed of children Ooh, I have fear. So I can just scare the children. Does anyone have abilities that use ability checks? Mm, like that we would need a benefit for or that cause one? That that you have to roll for. Mm, not really. Okay. 
I do have guidance. So if, if anyone's going to be rolling any ability checks, just let me know. I'll, I can give you a 1d4 addition to it. Ooh, well, that's true. Um, maybe I should be on offense and then I'll just try to book athletics and I'm not very good at those. So, yeah, you probably are probably the best person to run after the flag. I am very slow and very strong, but very clumsy. And I'm thinking maybe I should run interference with Thorn Whip, tripping anyone who comes after you. Yeah, I like that. Jade stays back. You run interference. I'll run in. As soon as I get the flag, I'll do fear just to keep people away from me. And then if I remember the way capture the flag works, we have to bring it back to our flag, right? I believe so. Cool. I think I think we got a plan. And I can use borrowed knowledge to buff that, buff my athletics. So, yeah. And that's what we chat about as we eat rations and attune to items and hang out. Short rest complete. Excellent. As you guys kind of finish up your plan and eat your snacks, which Erin is very thankful, you get the, the feeling that she might have been slightly starving. You hear a booming voice announce, Ready, Team One. And then the light brightens so you can't see anything, and then all of a sudden... You are standing on the edge of an arena on a stone platform looking across an open flat field. And you can hear cheering, but you can't see any because the golden light shoots up to the sky. And um, Erin is sitting there scribbling in her journal and she's like, interesting, interesting. This must be how they keep the gambling secret, because if you can't see anybody, you don't know who's betting on you. Um, I go team. And the announcer announces, um, you hear kind of a whisper in the back of your head. It goes, do you have a team name? Fire Breathing Kittens. Excellent. Welcome, Team Fire Breathing Kittens, booms across the arena. They are next to play our Capture the Flag game. Each team must bring the other team's flag back to their base twice in order to win. Winners get... Whatever item they desire, and it will be delivered in the next day or so, about 24 hours, you know, how magic works. And you hear kind of like a laugh from the crowd, but it's not like like a, it's not like a fun rodeo crowd laugh. It's like a high society tittering of a laugh. <laughs> yes. Um, and the announcer continues on and he says, now remember, the flag is slightly special. It's immune to magic. It remains where it's dropped, so it doesn't respawn back to where it, the beginning if you drop it. You can't touch your own flag, except for to hide it, of course. And if you pick it up and drop it, you, and this is for the players, that's an action to pick it up and drop it, just so you're aware. <clears throat> it does take quite a bit because our flag is quite heavy and remember this is a special version of capture the flag so every now and again our arena will get spicy are the players ready sure yeah we can you describe the scene for me real quick though can we see our flag right now yes your flag is 10 feet in front of you um it's just like a plain black flag on a pole and it's just laying on the ground and currently, it's just an open field of grass, and you can't, like, see the other side, so it's on, like, a slight... You assume, because you're a druid, 
it's like a slight hill that goes up and down. So you can't see the other team. The other team can't see you right now. Um, but this is a featureless grassy plain. There's nowhere to hide the flag. Currently. Did everybody say yes, they are ready to play? One moment. Uh, Simmond is going to cast Spike Growth on a 20-foot radius around the flag. Cool. There are patches, holes that are not spiky. My team, having seen the spell be cast, can see the difference, but it is camouflaged to anyone who did not see the spell get cast. And for those who are unfamiliar with the spell, what it does, 20-foot radius centered on a point within range, um, lasts for at least 10 minutes. It sprouts hearts, twisting spikes and thorns. It becomes difficult to rain. Difficult to rain. Any creature moving into it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet. It is then camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a, a wisdom perception check against my spell save DC to recognize the terrain as it is hazardous. Anyone who did see it get cast can see where, where it's hazardous and where it's not. Great. Excellent. Anyone else have anything they're going to do before they say yes, it's time to play? Can I position myself so that I am 30 feet closer towards the hill? Five feet away from the flag, so I'm, let's see, 15 feet beyond the edge of the 20-foot barrier. And I'm going to face behind me, so face back to the flag. And I'd like to prepare a command spell if I see anybody approach the flag and start to get into the spiky growth. I guess 10 feet away from the spiky growth. Cool, cool, cool. Will, are you doing anything? Uh, I'll just draw my sword. Excellent. After seeing you guys do your prep, the announcer comes back on and says, let the games begin. And there's like a rumbling in the ground and up pops some crates and some pillars. And they're kind of randomly scattered on your side. Um, So those will give you some cover. And a horn goes off and the game has begun. Can I have your initiative? Six. Four. Fifteen. Okay, Willie, you are first. So he'll just give a nod back to his teammates and then start booking it. If he had to guess, like, you know, the direction the flag would be, you know, just sort of running opposite from where their flag started. Cool. How how much movement do you have? Uh, I just got a basic 30. um, So I'll take a double, uh, double to move 60. That gets you about three quarters of the way up the hill. Cool. Next up, you hear some, like, growling and heavy footsteps headed your way, but you don't see anything quite yet. And then next up will be Simmond. I'm going to take a movement, same direction. I'm guessing I still don't see anything yet, correct? Correct. All right. I'm going to cast Druidcraft, and one of the things it lets me do is create the sound of a small animal. I am going to plant the sound of a rattlesnake off to the right 30 feet ahead of me. Is that your turn? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Jade, you are up. I don't see any enemies. Not yet. I hold my reaction, and I'd like to change it to being a champion challenge, which is a bonus action. Can I hold that as a reaction? Sure. Okay, I hold a champion challenge as a bonus reaction. Wonderful. We are back to Willie. I guess I will try to do a perception check first. 
like hearing the heavy footsteps. So that is a 17. And then depending on if that works or not, I'm going to try to just like slightly move my path so I'm not walking directly into an enemy. Okay, they were just coming, you can tell like from how loud they are that they were just coming like straight up the hill, um, just charging in the footsteps. So you can go to the left or the right. Mm. Can I tell how many footsteps it sounds like? Two people. Mm. I got Simon with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep charging forward. Cool. 30 feet or 60 feet? Um, yeah, I'm going to do it 60. Okay, so 60 gets you up over the top of the hill. So as you're cresting the top of the hill through this open grass field, you pass a white line. Um, and from, you know, your experience being adult, an adult, you know that if you get the other team's flag past that white line, that's a point. Um, and you continue up and over and off to your right, there is a half orc with a giant axe running up the hill straight towards like the top where it arcs and there is also a small like five foot tall human who is not wearing like a ton of clothes just kind of like the very basics of a shirt and pair of pants and he is also running behind the half orc uh so yeah and then willie will just yell it's not kids and uh <laughs> Like, we'll get ready to just... He's he's full-on going at that half-orc. Excellent. Excellent. Upon hearing you yell, the half-orc looks at his companion and just kind of flicks his head your way. And his companion... The half-orc continues up over the to the crest of the hill, and his companion kind of veers off and comes towards you, but he's not quite close enough to land a hit, but he is headed your direction. Next up is Simmond. Yes. All right. How, how far away from the orc am I now? 30 feet. Yes. 30, 30 feet. feet. All right. Well, I'm going to move to right up next to him, next to the orc. I have a 30 foot movement. Mm -hmm. And I am going to use an action to use Thorn Whip to try to knock him down, which I believe I need to make a melee spell attack. I'm attempting to do this non-damaging. Cool, cool, cool. So, 16. Oh, you do get past his defenses. Perfect. So, I trip him up with a thorn whip, and as he is right next to me, he is on the ground at my feet, correct? Yes. Is it more than a bonus action to sit down? On him? That is my intention. I want to see where this is going to go, so I guess you can go ahead and sit. I sit down upon him. Okay, is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Are you trying to do like do a grapple check to keep him from moving? I imagine that will be next turn. Okay. Cool. At least it wasn't seduction yet. <laughs> um, we Jade, can get there. What are you up to? You see, you see Simmons trip the half orc. You can't quite see the monk yet. There's just nobody around, but you did hear. Willie say it's not kids. Did I see Simon trip half? So I'm like 35 feet from the flag. So the the half orc came over the top of the hill, mm -hmm. so you can see. Okay, are they 30 feet from me, or less, or more? I would say that they're right at 30 feet. Okay, 
my readied action goes off as soon as I see them before my turn. And that's my bonus champion challenge. Bonus action. Each creature of your choice you can see within 30 feet does a wisdom saving throw. Cool. Um, they rolled an 18. Okay, nothing happens. Right. I think my spellcasting ability is my charisma, so that's like plus three. So my spell save DC is eight plus proficiency plus charisma, which is 13. So uh, nothing's going to happen to this orc, but I'm going to keep trying. Okay, so on my turn then, I spend a bonus action and I try to do that again. Please make a wisdom saving throw for champion challenge. 17. Yeah, this is not really doing much. So then I spend a spell slot and an action. And I, and I cast Compelled Duel. I, uh, it says, Source Player's Handbook, first level enchantment, casting time one bonus action, which I guess I can downgrade my action to my, this bonus action. So I can take two bonus actions on a turn. Range 30 feet, components verbal. I say, you! Duration, concentration up to one minute. I attempt to compel a creature into a duel. You! Fight me! One creature that you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is drawn to me. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see if they fail. They're not failing so much. Eight. Ooh, they failed. Okay. So, on a failed save, the creature is drawn to me, compelled by my divine demand. For the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from me. If it succeeds on the saving throw, the spell doesn't restrict the target's movement for that turn. The spell ends if I attack any other creature if I cast a spell that targets a hostile creature other than the target. If a creature friendly to me damages the target, ahem. If a creature friendly to me damages the target, or casts a harmful spell on it, or if I end my turn more than 30 feet away from the target. Cool. Do you yell something out to Simmon to be like, don't hit him in the face? Don't hit or spell attack this orc anymore. Focus on the other ones. I've got this one. You like, you want me to get off of him? Well, don't uh, damage I, or cast I, a harmful spell. I, you can grapple. Wasn't planning on doing any kind of damaging spells at all. Okay, yeah, you can grapple. Grapple away. Excellent. Does that conclude your turn? Yes. Two spell slots left. Uh, next up is Willie. Hmm. Am I threatened by the monk? He is 10 feet away. Oh, I'm good then. Yeah, Willie's just going to try to book it past him then. Okay. Oh, monks are fast. All right, yeah. So he's just going 60 feet. Do I see the flag now that I've crested the hill? Um, in fact, you do not. You see a bunch of columns and boxes. Hmm. All right, well, I'm still going to try to get closer because they couldn't have gotten too far with the flag. So I'll start booking down the other side of the hill. Are you going to do your full, Yeah. the double, I mean? Yep, 60 feet. Cool, 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 cool. Um, So you head down, that's all you're going to do? Yeah, I'm just trying to get into their zone. Great. Um, The monk is going to follow behind you and they're still... About 10 feet behind you. And then the orc grapple check to get Simmond off. I've never done one of these before. Um, Is that, it a s- strength? Yeah, I think it would have to be strength because, yeah, strength makes sense. He's trying to just, like, get you off so he can go chase Jade. Am um, I allowed to guidance myself for these checks? Do you have the spell pulled up? Could you read it? 
You touch one willing creature before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the ability check. The spell then ends. I would say you could guidance yourself on your turn. Okay, but we're on his turn, so I cannot. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, just a a strength uh, opposition. Oh, he's having a bad day. Yes, strength opposition. I got a 12, so 14. Um, He rolled a 6. He is very distracted by you sitting and very distracted by Jade's call to battle. Yes. Um, Next up would be Sivind. What do you want to do? So as I'm sitting on him, I'm really trying to just... uh, you know, keep him really nicely down here. I think I want to try to use my thorn whip again to just really like, can I use it to just kind of wrap the vines around him and like tie us together? Can you read thorn whip? Yes. You create a long vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at your command towards a creature in range Make a melee spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing damage, which we said is optional. Um, and if the creature is large or smaller, you may pull the creature up to 10 feet closer to you. No, that's no grappling. Okay. Um, and what's the monk doing right now? Can I see them? Chasing after Willy. Chasing after Willy. How far away from from me is the monk? 55 feet. Yeah, that math checks out. 55 feet. Okay. Yeah, I am just going to stay sitting right on this guy. And I am going to use Druidcraft to create the sound of, it says, of any small animal. And I have pulled up here. Apparently, the turkey vulture has a very terrifying sound that it makes. I'm going to try to intimidate this guy with a screaming turkey vulture right in his face intimidation i looked up how to use this thing effectively well i rolled a 19 Ooh. uh plus one is a non-natural 20 he is sufficiently terrified and still frothing at the mouth get towards jade i guess he is like screaming but also still trying to get to jade to fight um and wants to get away from you rather quickly is there anything else you want to do slash can do? I don't think so. Didn't it fail the grapple check on its turn? It did. Yes. So its speed is zero. So it's just hanging. Yeah, it's still just stuck here. Cool. Next up is Jade. Jade will, as a bonus action, do a champion challenge. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Seven, which fails, I believe. Okay. This cannot move willingly more than th- cannot willingly move more than 30 feet from me. This half-orc is stuck. Very (laughs) stuck. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to move 30 feet to it, which kind of puts me 60 feet away from our flag, but I think it's a straight line. I don't think anyone's going to come from the back, but if, hey, let me know if they are, and I'll command them to stop. Uh, I have command. Anyway, so I'm going to move 30 feet closer, and that was my bonus action, my movement, and now my action is I'm going to natural one to not hit the enemy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that that's for sure gonna miss. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Go, oops, and then switch to using the pointy end of my sword <laughs> for next turn. <laughs> and that's the end of my turn. Okay, Willie, you are up. Um, and I'm gonna need an 
either a perception or an arcana check. Your choice before you start your turn. Only got an 11. Okay. Um, so with that roll, you don't see the flag, but you do hear like a digging noise starting to go off. And the ground is rumbling. And as you are listening and looking for the flag, the world, trees, giant redwood trees explode from the ground. And you are now in a forest and you are now wearing tunics and tights. All your weapons are still there. All your gear is still there. But you are very much so in a bright green tunic with bright green tights. Everybody? Or just really? Everybody. Oh. Whew. Yeah, I hinted at it before, but uh, yeah, you would then see that like every inch down to his fingertips and toes is covered in tattoos. And it's just like, ah, like surprised because he does not like to show this much skin. Have you ever seen a gimp suit featured over armor? Because you're seeing that now. <laughs> I've got a, a gambeson, I've got chainmail, and then on top of that I've got one of those stretchy, like, fabric, green, green screen suits. Yeah. And then a tunic over that. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Simmond, how are you feeling about this change before we move on to Willie's turn? I'm very comfortable. <laughs> uh okay so then i guess the rest of my turn um okay oh i will give you this you can no longer see the monk and you can assume the monk can no longer see you because you're in a thick forest cool this is not going to make finding the flag easier i guess i'm just going to start like running around trees there were boxes before um, I'm just going to try to look, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to try to look around for any sign of like, you know, like footprints near a crate, like somebody stashed the flag in a box real quick, or just any sign of like humanoid inter- involvement. Roll me investigation. Okay. That's better. It's a 15. You notice at the base of one of the trees, a pile of dirt that looks like a flagpole could have been stuck in it. Uh, then I'm going to use my movement to get as close as possible. And, like, do I see a flag anywhere? Like, did it get shot up into the sky? Or is it, like, buried? In fact, you see a bright yellow piece of fabric and a pole in the ho- in the top of the tree. Well, then I will use my action to start trying to climb up. Excellent. Uh, do I need to make a athletics check or am I good just climbing? Yes, athletics, acrobatics. Sorry, I should have been specific. Nat 20. Nice. You are headed well up the tree. And with that, we're going to move back to our half-orc friend who is very stuck, can't move. Does he need to make... (laughs) (laughs) Let me just... Yeah, let me just read off what's, what's going on. So because of champion challenge, which is my type of paladin thing, they can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from me. Because of compelled duel, which is a spell I cast on them... They are, quote, drawn to me, compelled by my divine demand. They have disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me, and every time they attempt to move to a space more than 30 feet away from me, they must make a wisdom saving throw, which they literally can't willingly do because of champion challenge. (laughs) They're going to try to get Simmond off, so I guess Simmond do a strength check. 
that's all they can do. Yeah. As I walk towards them um, with my sword drawn. <laughs> is, does, does he still have to do a strength check? To get you off for being okay. grappled. Yeah. 16. He is still very grappled. You are doing an excellent job keeping him pinned down. <laughs> um, and our monk friend does some things out of sight. And Willie, you don't see him or hear him coming. Like you're not, you can assume that he's there somewhere, but it's not like he's like, brah, sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we are to Simmond. Um, hey, Jade, you got this one? I do. This is the pointy end. I have found it. (laughs) All right. I am going to go into wild shape. (gasps) First time. What? First time. New ability. I also looked up a list of the most useful wild shape. And hey, uh, at my current level, I can access Velociraptor. Have you seen a Velociraptor before? I have. Where did you see a Velociraptor? In the afterlife. Fair. You died. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Quick anecdote. Anytime I play a druid, I'm constantly asking, does the city have a zoo? (laughs) I guess when you die and you literally see other dead things like velociraptors, I hear they're dead. (laughs) Yeah. I also just assume that as a druid, I've probably seen most animals. Having been to the afterlife where anyone's wish, like not just any afterlife, the one that you wish it and it happens... You were probably like, I wonder what a dodo looks like. Dodo. Snaps fingers. <laughs> Show me a dodo. <laughs> you just uh, like all yeah, day. I, I could have. <laughs> and being a druid, I mean, he was a level 20 druid back then. Yeah. I'm sure he was very used to using wild shape, and I'm sure that he knew he should ha- take a look at everything. We're going to get a T-Rex eventually. <laughs> I think you role-played yourself into a character that feasibly has seen all of the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad I didn't go with that type of druid that really uses wild shape a lot, but okay. So how, just just out of curiosity, is it like crossfade Velociraptor or is it like, boom, sparkles, fireworks, Velociraptor? You can actually choose how this works. Um, the option I am choosing is that I will melt into the shape of a Velociraptor and everything I am carrying will melt into the Velociraptor shape. Kind of Animorphs style. Yeah. That sounds really um, cool. It gives me the willies as a human being, but that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. I am choosing a Velociraptor because it has pretty good attack. It has a um, a speed of 50 and improvements on stealth and perception, and it is big enough to be rideable. <gasps> Yoshi! Yeah. So I have a speed of 50 now. I am going to go 50 feet, because I, I already used one action to go into wild... Or actually, is that a bonus action? If you move out of the melee range of the person you're sitting on, they have disadvantage to hit you because of my compelled duel. Aren't they also prone right now? And they're prone. Yeah. Do, they still, yeah. do they still get that? I think disadvantage doesn't stack in 5e, so they get one disadvantage. They're not going to hit you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it does require uh, an, a full action, so I only get 50 feet of movement, so I am going to move towards the other flag. And Willie. <gasps> oh, they were prone this whole time. That means I would have had yes. advantage, not a natural one. Okay, I just know that going forward, okay? And if you sit on them, they'll still be prone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, can you grapple and attack someone? 
I weigh 280 pounds. It's very effective. Yeah. No, I, I think you need a friend to grapple them, and then you can tag them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Simon is all about this non-harmful battle st- style here. Have you noticed? <laughs> nope. Sit. <laughs> Um, okay, um, you start running through the trees as a velociraptor. <laughs> With plus five to stealth. A sneaky velociraptor. <laughs> and I am speed. The announcer comes over and is like, hit it. And you just hear the fantasy sneaking music that may or may not remind you of a brightly colored panther. Playing while you're running through. Totally not the theme music I was going to pick, but okay. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. We're wearing the uniform. Cool. Jade, it's your turn. I'm getting... Is it called Kakariko Village? I'm getting Kakariko Village flashbacks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was Saria's song. Yeah. Yeah, I played that. I stopped at the Water Temple like everyone else who didn't have internet clues back in the day. Oh. Oh, am I I 52? bought that book. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ah, so, now that I know that I have advantage, because they're prone right now, I take my sword and I... I'm gonna non-lethally because with melee you can non-lethally so I take the flat end of the sword and I smack it into a part of them that doesn't kill them which doesn't exist on the human body but might on the orc body you can just smack them across the face with the flat of your sword concussion sure I do that whap non-natural 20 11 damage okay um our poor orc half orc I should say he is out he is out like a light it was too much he's not dead he's not dead he's still breathing but he is knocked out yeah he just had a very bad afternoon (laughs) is there anything else for my movement i move back 30 feet so that i am now again 35 feet away from the flag is that all you would like i would like to make a loud noise to make myself very obvious like rah when i smack them because i feel like jade would yes hoo-ha but she's not. Nice. She has a negative one to stealth. So she would do this. So, okay, that's my turn. Can I have a perception check from you, Jade? Yes. Three. Oof. <laughs> Never mind then. All of a sudden, you all are now the trees. I'm so sorry, Willie. The trees shrink back into the ground, and sand floods up underneath your feet. And you are now no longer wearing the tunics and tights, but you are wearing cowboy hats and chaps and jeans and boots and the sort. And your weapons do something interesting. Willie, you are now holding, instead of a trident, you have a pitchfork. Your sickle stays the same, and your war hammer is now a railroad hammer. Mechanics-wise, they work exactly the same. They just look differently. Simmond, you are holding a net and an old man's cane. Jade, you now have a foldable handsaw and a trash can lid for your shield. (laughs) Wait, just so I'm clear as well, is the Velociraptor running around wearing chaps and a cowboy hat? 
He can either wear that or he can have a cowboy hat and a poncho. Your choice. Definitely chaps. Okay. I was going to say, please, please say yes. (laughs) That's all I want in the world. (laughs) Our next t-shirt for your podcast. Right. That would be the most confusing. It's just a cowboy velociraptor and it says like, I played capture the flag and all I got was this crappy (laughs) t-shirt. Just truly non-related. <laughs> um, and you are now in a desert. Uh, um, Willie, since we're rolling up to your turn, you fall. You don't take damage because there's a bunch of sand. But the flag falls on top of you, so you're now in possession of the flag. What do you want to do? Uh, do I have a better view of the monk now? Yes, he is coming in to hit hit you, you assume. Mm-hmm. He is within striking distance. Uh, cool. So usually his blur would come out as like a spooky black smoke from his eyes. But I feel like the cowboy aesthetic is he like blows up a stick of dynamite and then just like <laughs> there's a cloud of explosion smoke around him. Um... So, yeah, basically, a uh, disadvantage to hit me. Um, and uh, it, unless they have uh, blind fighting, um, which hopefully they don't. But, uh, yeah, so I blur myself, grab the flag. Oh, I think you said picking up the flag was an action. So I guess I would have to end my turn there. Okay. Um, next up is not the orc. He's still out. He's just going to hang out on the top of the sand. Um Next up is going to be the monk. The monk is going to try to hit you. Oh, he hits you. Um, He rolled a 26. Disadvantage? Oh. Ah. See, I knew I was missing something. Oh, that's better. He rolls a 13, which is not going to hit you. Um, so he goes, what this looks like. That could have been real bad for you. Um, What this looks like is he goes just to just like, I guess chin to nose and because of the smoke and the dynamite going up he definitely misses you and his hand like goes past your ear and pulls back into the smoke next up is our velociraptor now running in the desert you could potentially with your speed get up to what is now the big pile of smoke with hands flailing out of it yeah how far away is that what's your movement 50 40, I guess. We're playing Calvin Ball, folks. (laughs) All right. So I'm within range. Yes. Okay. And uh, the monk is within range of me, and he is within five feet of Willie, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So first off, I am going to run up to the monk, and I have uh, Pounce. If the Velociraptor moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, the uh, target must make a DC 10 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If prone, the Velociraptor can make a bite attack against it as a bonus action. So I'm going to make that run with four feet or 45 feet or 40 feet, I think you said. So I'll have 10 feet of movement left. Um... I am going to make the claw attack, which is a plus five. 
let's see, that's a nine. So 14, does that hit? No, it does not. <gasps> I miss. Um, all right. And then I can't leave because then he'll get a bonus attack from me. Uh, so I guess I am just going to line myself up with uh with willie so that my back is facing willie and hope he takes the hint yeah you know exactly what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) no way i'm passing up riding a velociraptor um (laughs) okay uh next up is jade and can you do a quick perception check for me 18 uh aaron has gone missing you have not seen your teammate this whole time. Also, why are there four of us and only two opponents here? Oh, no. Oh, I do not see you anywhere. Hey, guys. I guess I'll, I'll just roleplay into that. How many of us are there? There's only three of us. I have only seen one opponent. Just letting you guys know. And I'm going to now do a perception check to see if there's any opponent sneaking. It's like that was the one running straight at the flag i'm gonna look around for opponents sneaking from the side or behind the flag perception yeah that works well that's a three your like weird sense thing that you have going on it just affects other people right do you mean divine sense the the like you must fight me vibes that you're putting out within 30 feet yeah it specifically says each creature you can see. Okay. Yeah. So that's not... I'm, I'm finding some flaws in the paladin class. They're not super <laughs> perceptive. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm currently 35 feet away from the flag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move so that I'm five feet away from the flag because I don't now know what direction the enemies are going to come from. My intention will be to move towards them. Um so that's what I do on my turn. I'm five feet away from the flag in the direction of, like, closer to the other flag, the hill. Okay. Uh, and I can move okay. around. There's a spiky growth in a 20-foot radius centered around the flag, which is 2d4 for every five feet moved through except for me and uh, any velociraptor riding undead. <laughs> in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> in cowboy outfits. <laughs> Yeehaw. Cool, 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 cool. I'm just amused that the cowboy outfits automatically include assless chaps. That's just, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, have more faith in your DM. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alrighty. Um, Jade, out of seeing seemingly nowhere, an arrow comes whizzing by and lands like 10 feet off. It was a very, very bad shot. And... It just looked kind of like, I don't know how you'd react to that, so how would you react to a random arrow just going, whiz, thump? I look in the direction of where the arrow came from. You can't see anything. It's just desert, for as far as I can see? Yes, it came from, I guess I should say, it came from, like, to the right and the top of the hill. Ah, uh, well, that's the end of my turn, I don't know. I'm... Okay. Um, next up is 
Willie, you're standing there and you're face off with our human monk and the velociraptor in front of you. What do you want to do? Totally ignore the monk. I got my blur on still, so I'm just going to try to uh, mount the velociraptor. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll go like, come on, boy, get and then, uh, I guess I'll just throw an Eldritch Blast at the, uh, monk, but it will be flavored as I pull a little cowboy pistol out and shoot at him. Uh, I missed. Like, if a 14 oh. didn't hit before, I missed. Okay, um, unfamiliar with your new theme of weapons, you fire it off trying to do Eldritch Blast, and you miss, and it goes wide, but the boom is very impressive. <laughs> yeah, he uh, wasn't trying to hit that thing. It was up in the air, just <laughs> as you do. Yeah, he's just like firing at wild, riding a velociraptor, yelling, This is the best day! <laughs> um, and with that image, we will go ahead and take our break. <laughs> we were joined today by Simmons. Ah! <laughs> Willie. Giddy up, cow pokes. And Jade. It's raining arrows. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Simmond, do you want to do. Uh... Oh. Oh, yes, yes. By the way, everyone, I don't know if you all know this, but. If you leave us reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast, we'll legit read those reviews. And like if they're if they're cool reviews, we're going to agree with you and like be chummy, and if they're bad reviews, we might boo you a little bit. But like no matter what, <laughs> if you you write anything on here, we're going to read them. You write in as comedic a way as possible. So go on and leave a review. Don't be shy. It'll be all right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to part two of Fire Breathing Kittens. Today we are joined by Simmond. 
Hi. Jade. Hello. And Willie. How do you do? Where we left you off, we were in the desert, and Willie was riding Simmond, who is a velociraptor, and we had an arrow shot at Jade, and our orc friend is unconscious on top. Before we get back into our excellent adventure of Dinosaurs and Chaos, I'm going to need Simmond this time to do a perception check. Oh my. Eight. You notice nothing. The world begins to shake again, and the sand disappears and is replaced by riveted metal, and your clothes disappear and are now replaced by space suits. Your weapons return to their original weapons. However, they are covered in what looks like computer parts and lights and lasers. And um, since we have a velociraptor... He's a cyborg. He's a cyborg. he is a cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) He has cyborg parts now. Yes! Um, And you are now in what looks like the storage bay of a giant spaceship. So there are no, like, trees or plants, but there are big crates and, like vehicles but they're not actual vehicles they're like vehicle statues um, that you are maneuvering around and since the sand has disappeared um jade i will you do now see your attacker when we get to your turn but right now i believe it is willie's turn Mm. No, Willie um, already mounted up. Nope. Yeah, i was waiting for um... i was wrong. It is bad guy he's out. Um Ah, I'm caught back up. I can't read my own notes. <laughs> Pro DM tip. Make sure you can read your own notes. And the monk misses again. Um, the, smoke's, the smoke from the dynamite has now changed into uh, like a digital smoke screen of sorts that's white. So instead of black, it's like white. Um, and he definitely misses again trying to hit you with the flat of his hand. But it just goes by the velociraptor's face. Um, and now it is Simmons' turn. Go on, Willie. Say it. Ooh, ah. Uh, all right. Simmon, let's blast off. <laughs> and I'm going to use the dash feature. 100 feet of movement directly towards our home base. Does your, like, tail turn into, like, a little jet, like, engine? I think it does. <laughs> we are still on the ground because you cannot access flying animals until level 8. But... <laughs> Yes, we are jet propulsion flying across the uh, the ground here. Uh, remind me, dash means you. There's no attack of opportunity, right? Uh, there is. No. You just you use your movement twice. You downgrade your action to movement, so you move and then you move again. Okay, it's, the monk misses. Yeah, it's disengaged to do the no attack of opportunity ah, thing. Okay, yeah. uh, the monk misses. He, in fact, he is so surprised by the jet propulsion velociraptor, um, really rounding out our toy line here in this episode, <laughs> um, that he misses horribly. Um, and you guys dash, and I think with you get a hundred feet of movement. Is that what? Yes. I think that would put you on the halfway point. So the flag has been successfully tripped over not tripped put over the half point line um as you cross that the flag disappears 
and you all of a sudden find yourself reset onto those... Well, they're not stone anymore. You're still in the spaceship belly. Um, reset onto platforms on the other side. And you hear the announcer go, point one for team fire-breathing kittens. You now, contestants, have five minutes to hide your flag. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How big is the flag and what is it made out of? The f- It's a piece of black cloth with a silver pole. Like a aluminum, plain. It's not super, like, cool. And how big is the fabric? Excellent question. Excellent question. Um, it's like a, it's a triangle that's about the height of like a cone. So I don't know, like 15 inches. Does that 16 inches? We're going to call it 16 inches from the base to the tip of the like flaggy part. Okay. We are out of initiative for the next five minutes, and I will need you to roll initiative again and just hang on to that while you guys are hiding the flag. Well, we're in a featureless metal room right now, correct? There are box like crates, like silver crates and vehicle statues around. So, like, curiosity is there, and discovery, that sounds like a machine NASA has sent out. Hmm, but those will shortly melt away. Potentially. I mean, crazy idea, guys. What if you just held on to the flag, Jade? I don't think you're allowed to touch your own flag. Oh, oh okay, okay. Hmm. But it's already surrounded by difficult terrain. Hmm. In the form of exposed wires now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's invisible. Well, it's like those... It's like a creaky stair but electrified. So, like, you know where to step to not get electrocuted by the wires, but the other people don't. Exactly. Maybe stick it in a box? Okay. Okay, Simmond will pick up one of the boxes and put it down in the center of the difficult terrain area. Good. That will at least burn up another action. Yeah. All right, and then... Oh, wait, I have an idea. Let's... Let's take this pole let's move the pole over yonder and i've got some seeds for purple creeper it's very close to black we can just sprout some of these seeds weave them together into a little flag and make it look from a distance like our flag is on the pole over there Mm. i like it all right i'm gonna do that cool 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 anything else you'd like to do i don't have much magic that can help so no, you're not going to get too much out of me. The decoy flag was an excellent idea. It was much more than I was going to come up with. Good job, yeah. Simmond. Ooh, and it combos well with sticking the real flag in a box. Because then they'll be like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like. Alrighty, what are your initiative rolls? Eight. Eleven. Also eleven. My dexterity is minus one. My dexterity is minus one. What? How do we determine at this point? Reroll. <laughs> we got a roll off. 15. 18. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Jade goes first. So the order the order will be Jade. Uh, bad guy one is knocked out. Don't know why I rolled for him. Simmond, Willie, our monk, and our mystery archer. Oh, mystery. Mm. 
Mm. Slap her silly. <laughs> Alrighty, so the as you guys are waiting for the bells to go off, the announcer comes back on and says, contestants on your mark. And now remember, you only need two points to win. So, Team Fire Breathing Kittens, this is your chance. And let the game begin. And it goes off again. So, starting off, Jade, what you up to? Jade readies a champion challenge bonus action for if I see a creature. I don't see cool. a creature right now, so I'm going to do a perception check, maybe? I don't no, know. No, you don't. No? Um, okay. You can assume, because the orc disappeared, that they got sent back to their platform as well. Oh, got it. Then I end my turn. Wait, out, cool. out of turn, can we assume before they, they set things off that Willie already climbed back up? Yeah. I Yes. I will. Okay. Yes. That works. Uh, so it is Simmons' turn. Go ahead, Willie. Uh, all right. I'm going to go. I like to say, all right, Simmons, let's blast off yet again. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Dash movement, 100 feet towards what looks like the enemy flag area. Cool, cool, cool. Um, That gets you super close to the halfway point, so you can see down. Um, if you would like, Simmons, you can do a perception check to see if you can see the flag. Of course. Uh, non-natural 20. And Willie, you can too. Yeah, I'm not going to beat that. The orc, you can see the orc is down because you can kind of see over the top of the hill. Um, they're just kind of flat on their platform. Um, and But the monk is suspiciously standing to the left Next to what looks like, for us in our world, the Mars rover. Like, full-on act natural standing. Leaning and like, do-do-do-do-do, nothing to see. Uh, Is that your turn? Simmons. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Willie, you are up. Uh, Okay. Can I perception again at the... uh monk and just try to or can i actually insight him yes Ugh, 10 are you just trying to see if he's purposely leading you astray yeah i'm like what what's he doing is this you know is this bait or a trap or something uh you definitely caught him off guard okay all right i'm good with that then i'm gonna remain mounted and just fire off an eldritch blast uh, that's a 20 to hit. Is it a laser gun? It is 1,000% <laughs> a laser gun, and it's Mega Yay. Man style. So, like, my hand turns into, like, a laser cannon, and I fire off a blast. That's so cool! Yeah! And it's 11 damage. Sweet, 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 sweet. Ooh, and also, because of my invocation, I can uh, pull it 10 feet closer to me, I believe. Yeah, so I yank him forward. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, The monk is going to run towards you, but he's not going to get close enough. And for the first time, you guys see a tiny little two-foot halfling carrying a very large bow, almost comically large, and it unfolds mechanically, because we are now in space, of course. (laughs) And he is charging forward, slowly but surely. It's a lot of distance for little legs. (laughs) <laughs> my reaction goes off 
he's not going to get close enough to hit your reaction at all. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, wow. He's like More 200 feet away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More than 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to Jade. Are you just hanging and waiting? I feel kind of like silly that I have to do things within 30 feet of this flag, but um, that's that's where I am. I prepare the reaction of champion challenge if something gets within 30 feet of me or like 60 feet and I can move 30 feet to it. And then I end my turn. Cool. Uh, Simmond? Uh, I'm going... How far away am I from the dash, from the, the rover? 60 feet. 60 feet. Can I get to it without coming within opportunity attack of one of the other players? If you go to the rover, you're gonna have to fight the monk but the halfling is not headed in your direction okay um and the monk is how far away from me it's right next to the rover so same distance same distance or five less oh i guess it would be five less you're correct five Five less less. because then i can reach it with one movement because my my reach is five feet as well um okay so i am going to make a uh uh, a single movement in that direction, pulling up five feet short of the monk. Um, I, I am going to make a claw attack with the pounce ability. Okay. Twelve. Nope. Okay, well, that was that. I missed. Okay, is that all you're going to do? Uh, yeah, that that ends my turn. Sweet. Um, next up is Willie. Mm, we're in melee range now, right? Yep. Okay, then that's going to be an attack. It's going to be a 19. That hits. And it's going to be 10 damage. Cool. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, perception check. See if I can see, like, in the rover, or, like, maybe he was stashing the flag recently. Cool. What's that number? Uh, it's only an 11. You know it's there. He's acting super suspicious. You know it's there. You can't see it, but you know it's got to be in that area. Alrighty, uh, that'll end my turn. Cool. The monk is going to attempt to hit Willie off the back of this velociraptor again, and he fails. Uh, okay, oh. blur is over, so he wouldn't have disadvantage anymore. He just still in fails. case. Okay. <laughs> we rolled a six. I don't think a six is going to hit you. Um, and that's all he can do. And the next up, our halfling is going to continue his very brave trek up the hill. Um, and he is about three quarters of the way up the hill and fighting hard. Life's a struggle. And next <laughs> up is Jade. <laughs> Are they within 60 feet of me? They're getting there. They're trying. Hmm. Uh, not quite yet, though. Next turn they will be. You, you, um, they're headed that direction. DM to player. Next turn, you can hit him. Great. I do a quick check around me for anyone other, because I guess I'm expecting a side or a behind attack, but they're just heading straight for the flag, huh? So can I perception check to see other? Yes. Well, six, so. You don't think so. All right. (laughs) That ends my turn. (laughs) Just a paladin sitting there like, somebody gonna hit me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so after Jade is Simmond again. In front of the monk. How's the monk looking health-wise? He's beat up pretty well, but still decently steady on his feet. 
Hmm. Okay. Um. Can I grapple him as a Velociraptor? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want to see a Velociraptor grapple a human monk. Yes. Yeah, I've got hands. Um. Okay. So. I mean, they can open doors. Uh, fourteen for my strength check. <laughs> they fail. They, they, they fail? fail big time. Yes. So, uh, the Velociraptor uh, headbutts this thing onto the ground, and then positions its that really big curvy claw on the hind foot, right over his throat. Try to do a little intimidation. Excellent. He is sufficiently intimidated. Um, Good. I can't speak at this point, but the look on my face should say, stay down. You could make, you could velociraptor roar, screech, whatever sound they made. Yes, that, that happens. Quack, maybe, I don't know. Yes, he aggressively, he holds his claw right over that neck, stares him dead in the eye and goes, quack. great this is great does that end your turn it does okay willie you're up yeah just gonna you know take my sword in two hands and from a mounted position on a cyborg velociraptor (laughs) willie yeah that was not the point of this well i missed anyway you're supposed to be looking for the flag Oh, yes, I totally forgot what I was doing. Uh, and then he'll <laughs> frantically look around. So you're hitting the monk and not, like, the rover statue thing? Yeah, but I missed anyway. But I did okay. roll a 19 on perception. You see... So, like, it's a statue, right? So it's, like, this whole solid piece. Mm-hmm. But you see kind of tucked under what would be, like, the rear... The rear... F- Fender, back quarter panel, the rear, like, butt part of the car. Kind of like the wheel well. That's what I was looking for. Um, Tucked up on that opposite side, you see, like, the barest hints of a yellow piece of fabric sticking out. Uh, Awesome. So then I guess with my movement, I would dismount from uh, Simmond. Cool. And you don't have to worry about the monk. The monk is pinned sufficiently. (laughs) Um, So he's not going to attack you. Does that end your turn? Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Cool. Um, I guess the monk is going to grapple or try to strength the velociraptor off. (laughs) And he's not going to do that. So, in fact, he just flops back and is like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Um, he's terrified. And then our halfling has finally made it within 30 feet of Jade. <laughs> and he is huffing and puffing, but he made it. Well, 60 feet, right? 60 feet, because then I can move to him. I, as a bow wielder, they probably wouldn't want to get within 30 of me, right? Right. Um, they're within 60, and I think they're... Yeah, so they're going to fire something off at you. Yeah. And doesn't hit you. Um, it just misses again, and instead of going whoomp, instead of going like, woo, thunk into sand, it goes woo, ting, ting, as it bounces off behind you. All right. And with that, it is Jade's turn, so he's within 60 feet. I move 30 feet away from the flag. I had been, I guess, right up on it. 
or 30, how, where was I? 35 feet away? Five feet away? No one knows. Okay, whatever. I moved 30. Yeah? I don't remember. Sorry. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's say I was on the flag. I don't know. I moved 30 feet forward. I'm going to write this down. Now 30 feet away from the flag. Okay. And I cast champion challenge as a bonus action. Please make a wisdom saving throw. And I call out, you! Oh, not very wise. It's a five. Oh, good. You can't willingly move more than 30 feet from me. And ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. And then I do compelled duel. It's a spell, so I only have one spell slot left. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Two. <laughs> okay. You are drawn to me, compelled by my divine demand. You have disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me and must make a wisdom saving throw every time you attempt to move, but you, because of champion challenge, you, you can't willingly move more than 30 feet away from me. Uh, yeah. And that ends my turn. I'm 30 feet away from the flag, and you're compelled to move towards me. Cool. Uh, with that, it is Simmond again, who is poised over our poor monk friend. Do I know where the flag is? You do not, but Willie has dismounted. True. All right, um, I guess I'm just going to maintain my position till next turn. Okay, Willie? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that flag. Excellent. Uh, dex check? Alrighty. Ugh, not great. Eleven. That's enough. You saw the flag. Um, it takes a little bit of finagling, but you do manage to pull it out from under. That will well, and now you have it in your hand. Uh, and that is an action. Do you have, you only have one action, correct? Yeah, that was an action. Uh, how much movement did I have to use to get to the flag? Five feet? It's a statue. Five feet. Cool. Then could I take five feet back to Simmond and then use the last 20 to hop back up? Yeah, that, that would make sense. That's the move then. Cool. You are now in possession of that team's flag. Uh, the monk is down, the archer fires at Jade, and it's a 12, which is gonna miss, so again we get draw, release, ting, 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 and they're compelled to move, so they move 30 feet closer to Jade, (laughs) which isn't great for an archer, (laughs) and that's their turn, and it is now Jade's turn, but before Jade starts... You all hear the bells this time, so you're more prepared for when it shifts. The metal fades away, and you are now standing among a marble floor with columns, and behind you on, um, so for Jade, it's behind you, for the other two, it's kind of like in front of you, um, is a giant marble stage, and your clothing of, well, not really choice, the clothing that this arena has put you in is a toga. Welcome to ancient Greece. Super cool. So now we have a velociraptor and a toga. Not quite sure how that works, (laughs) but. I'm picturing one of those little Caesar wreaths as well. Yes. Yes. With laurels. Yeah, (laughs) that's the word. Here I was picturing Hermes sandals. Yeah. Yeah. Little wings. You can have those too. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, so with that, Jade, you're now in a toga with all your armor. The halfling is... How far away were you? 
I was 30 feet away from the flag, so they are too. Yep, so they are 30 feet away from the flag and right on you. What are you going to do? I'm going to disengage and move 10 feet away from the flag, making me 40 feet away from the flag. Ooh, that's smart. Uh, and that takes up all your turn? Yeah. Okay. Next up is Simmond. Willie has climbed back upon your back, and in his hands is the yellow flag. I'm going to book it. Wonderful. The full hundred feet? Yes, indeed. And with that, you cross the halfway point, and you get your last points, and the world doesn't quite fade, but the togas fade away. They were very temporary. You didn't get to enjoy them this time. And you are back standing into that open field, and the other team has disappeared, and you guys are standing in the middle, and the announcer booms out over, congratulations, team fire-breathing kittens. What is it you wish for your prize? Hey, do you want to confer about this uh, out of character before we answer in character? Yes. Okay, cool. This is all out of character officially, DM. All right. Um, my vote. Barley? You guys' votes? Ooh, that's the heroic choice. Well, do we only get one choice or do we get one each? One each. Mm. Okay, right. so one of them should probably be Barley. Um, what else do we really need at this point? Uh, way back home. Ooh, that, yeah. Yeah. Nobody else has returned home. I bet you know, Willie? I bet that's because they didn't wish for it. <laughs> yeah. They got lost in the cool outfits and stuff like that. Uh, okay. okay. So, so then we, we got one more. A scroll of teleportation home, the safe return of Barley. What about this Aaron slash um what orange cake OC? RO red velvet orange. <laughs> yes. What about her? Should we do something like we haven't seen her since this started. Should we wish for something regarding her? Maybe my wish instead of Barley should be that everyone teleported here should have the ability to go back. Yeah, then and that actually saves us our way back home one as well, because we got teleported here too. Oh, That dang. also saves every contestant who's ever come here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so now you two have wishes again. Hmm. Well, I still think some group wishes would be cool, but... Hmm. I got this cool necklace already today, so I don't want to be greedy. But, um, hmm. You could try hey, asking the announcer questions. He did respond when you told him the team name. Oh. Yeah. Hey, announcer, what should we wish for? Booming out over it. Mm, not booming. The weird, like, tickly whisper behind your ears that was asking for a team name comes back and says... Well, some have wished for a way home. However, that's not super necessary. But you get whatever your heart desires. Weapons, gold, a kingdom, perhaps. Ooh, that's a real triggering word for Willie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. It goes even more deathly quiet than normal. But rest assured, our champions don't die. You didn't say they weren't trapped here for all eternity. Well, not eternity. Mm. Okay, mm. question. Do we have a way home already guaranteed to us? Yes, yes, you do. 
today. Okay, announcer is just being a creep. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. I would like to ask a question, announcer. Yes. We have a friend, R.O. slash, I do not know, she goes by other names, but she is in a white space and she has been there for quite some time. She seemed very angry. My question is, what will happen to her? Oh, you're the fourth member of your team. She's waiting to go home in the holding area. So if we make wishes, then she and we will all go home? Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right, guys. I have no idea. Wish for whatever you want. Yeah, no. Uh, I think I'm just going to be a greedy little boy. I know what I want to <laughs> wish for. Go for it. Mr. Announcer, I do believe I've decided upon my wish. I would like a cool pop-out crossbow that I could wear as a bracer. Like, maybe some light magical effects, roughly in the 75 gold range. <laughs> <laughs> like that in gold range there that's perfect yeah um, so if there was some way to uh do it i do have an idea in mind like roughly 150 um of course it will be delivered to your place of residence in 24 hours what do the other victors choose to wish for <laughs> okay recently i gave my son sasha uh season tickets to the Nikomoi Museum of Natural History. And to be fair, I would like the same thing for my daughter, a present. I would like to give her a farming tool. Uh, like the thing you dig in the ground with. Jade knows nothing about farming tools, but she knows her daughter is an agricultural student at Nikomoi Community College. And so she's wishing for an agricultural tool for Adele. So she's demonstrating like physically. She's like, like this sword, but it's longer... As a little thing at the end. Mm. It's like a hoe. <laughs> okay, of course, we can get that delivered. That's, dare I say, the most interesting one we've had for as far as wishes. No uh, one has ever wished for it. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Simmond, do you know what you're wishing for? I'm going to wish for a way to contact my boyfriend. Aw. Aw. So a spell phone, the announcer asks. Spell phone. It'd have to be a pretty strong spell. He's a god now. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I did not understand that. Um, I think I know what I'm going to give you. Uh, it'll be there within 24 hours. Uh, okay, so you all have made your wishes. You may all continue on to our holding area. And like on the other team's side a gate like opens up and it has the same like golden light. So you guys can like, and the announcer is just like, that is where you will exit. Have a nice life. Just out of curiosity. Is there a way we could come back and, you know, like compete again? Cause that was pretty fun. I suppose if you happen to find a portal one of these days, we prop them up every so often. Neat. Goodbye. And uh, someone will walk through. Or, sorry, uh, Willie will walk through. <laughs> forgot my own name. <laughs> we all walk through. Yeah, we do. Cool. You all are met by R.O., who is sitting there scribbling on her journal. And she says, this is wonderful. You must have won. Excellent. Um, 
shall we? And she points to a door now, because um, you're back into that, like, glowing light room. And she points to, like, a doorway that has appeared, and it's that weird green color that you saw the first on the other end of the portal in the shop. And she gestures to it and says, shall we? Before we do, I have a question for you, Miss R.O. Yes? You said your friend Barley was missing and said nobody had ever made it home. So why would we go through this door? Well, it's never appeared before. So I'm assuming it's the way home. I can go first if you're worried about it. Well, no, I am just saying, if this goes home, then where? why did not Barley go home? I'm saying this door goes many places, but is none of them home. She kind of considers what you say, and she says, I don't think Barley was a competitor. I'll be happy to explain more away from prying eyes. Oh, yeah, we're standing in, like, a white space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Willie will assume she was talking about him, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. He walks <laughs> through the portal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goes through door. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> you're coming, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, just had to make sure. I mean, technically, you could stay if you would like. Um, so when they open the door, do I see, like, the shop behind it? Yeah, you do. Um, you're it. back into the shop and sitting on the, like, counter, just kind of kicking their legs, is the shop owner, um, Tempest Dread. And she's like, oh, you lived. Excellent. Um... I'm kind of closed now, so you can't buy anything else, but... And she's interrupted by Aro, and she says, uh, uh, can I get a portal to the, you know, the place? And Tempest, like, perks up, and she's like, yes, yes, of course. And now behind you, instead of the weird green color, is the same, like, light show, but this time it settles on, like, a red. And Aro turns to the three of you and says... If you're interested in, I guess, I, I mean, you saved my life. You've seen my face. I have information that could be interesting, extremely helpful, but we can't really super talk here. You know, magical prying eyes. And you hear um, Tempest kind of make a, like, a, uh, like, offended, you don't think I have my shot protected sound. And um, she's just kind of gesturing towards the door and walking towards it to walk through. Do you follow... Of course. Um, I would like to make an arcana check on the red portal. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something there's something weird about that. And I'm going to Wilhelm the Wizard it. Ooh, that's going to be a juicy dirty 20. It's headed to another plane. But it's not like, you're not getting danger vibes. You're just getting secrecy vibes. Hmm. I, uh, oh, no. Gosh darn it. I was going to say I make eyes at uh, Jade to use her divine sense, but my eyes are famously covered by my hair, so he's just kind of staring <laughs> at Jade, like, trying to be like, mm. I guess he would nod his head a little bit um, to just, like, infer, like, hey, give it a look. Okay. I'm halfway there myself because I would like more information, and I don't do arcana checks. I do deep whiffs. <laughs> I sniff that door. Mm. That's not weird at all, but okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm just using the paladin ability exactly as it's written in the player's handbook, which says... <laughs> I'm not weird. It's this. Let me read this to you. Okay. 
divine sense. The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. Officially, tinnitus in church. Okay. Yeah, and evil smells like farts. As an action, I can open up my awareness, which I feel like is breathing in, to detect such forces until the end of my next turn. I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover. I don't know. I sniff it. Oh. uh, Also, I detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. So, like, if it's a desecrated place, I would know. That makes more sense for this one. I did not think I was going to have to describe the smell of this place. Um, you're getting the tinnitus and, like, hints of fart, but, like, it, it's more of a... So just church. <laughs> I, I, it's more, it's not like, ooh, danger, this is a trap. It's, oh, these people trap evil people. And their just general aura of evil stinkiness is remaining a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. So, really, it both smells like fart and it causes a ringing in my ears. I don't know what's behind that door, but the question is, do you trust her? Um, Willie's going to make an insight check. The DM's 11. like, why are you spending so much time? Just trust RO. And we're like, we don't trust anyone. <laughs> and to be fair, doors have been a real problem this, this session. So, yeah. you know, we're getting real tripped up. We can't trust a door. I'm inclined to trust her. <laughs> she isn't the one who was firing those arrows. I was wrong. Mm, true. Um, but uh, yeah, 11 on an insight. She's not lying. She's just waiting for you to come. All right. I'll stroll through then. So will Simmond. Great. Uh, Jade? Yes, I follow. Uh, and Aro kind of turns back to Tempest and says, Bye! And hops through behind you. Uh, when you guys come through this portal, you come to um, the underground of... It's huge. It's like a huge, ginormous basement in the bottom of a mansion. And it's stone, and there's tables, and there's books, and there's lot, and it's like a library, and there's a giant staircase off to the left, and it's very like gothic, but it's very warm and homey. Like there's a fire going, and sitting there, looking slightly confused, is a he <laughs> um is a human in a wheelchair. It's a very souped up wheelchair, and um. They are have brown hair, um, very dark tan skin, brown eyes, look a little worse for wear, um, but they're wearing some overalls and a shirt, and they're sitting there looking kind of confused, but when they see Aro hop through, they roll over and they say, Aaron, thank God you saved me. You did save me, right? Like, we're not dead, right? And um, R.O., who you now know is called Aaron, says, uh, yes, but there were complications and points towards you three. And um, Barley is just kind of staring at you like, cool, great, excellent. This this could not get actually this could get worse, but this is about as bad as it could go. Um, What do you guys want to know? I guess. Welcome to the secret headquarters of the Rogue Orphan Society. Oh. R.O. 
rogue orphans. Nothing to do with orange red velvet cake. Hmm. Interesting. I guess uh, Willie's just like a little bit impressed and like a kind of a loss for words. He is very surprised. So you were trapped in your own headquarters? No, I. I got commissioned to fix this carriage. Turns out they were looking for orphans to be prizes for an illegal betting ring. And I was just kind of sitting and holding in a jail cell. Um, not super hard to block me because she like points towards her wheelchair. She's like, not super able to get out of things. Just throw some stairs in front of me, you know. And I uh, was just kind of waiting, and now I'm here, and I'm assuming you guys won the Capture the Flag game. Um, the guards were chatting about it, because I'm here now, so somebody wished for me. Roll it, roll it back for me real quick. Did you say orphans as prizes for betting? Yes, there's a lot of lonely old people that want kids. Huh, that's pretty horrible. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Oh, Willie's going to Batman some stuff later. Uh, so what is the purpose of your society? Oh, well, we're trying to, I mean, I'm an orphan. She's an orphan. There's an awful lot of orphans in this town. Uh, we're trying to figure out the reason there's a lot of orphans. Not going great. So we've been just, I guess, investigating and, like, giving you guys jobs, because you're cool. Because I met a couple of your members, like, a year, two years, a while ago. And you guys seemed cool. Like, you could get stuff done. So, like, if there was a job that we needed help with that we couldn't do by ourselves. Because, again, orphans, and most of us are kids, um, we would just kind of send it your way. And we're trying to figure out why there's so many orphans, but then also why orphans disappear. But now that we know about the betting ring, and I'm assuming someone helped you get there, we can use that person to kind of break that one up. Uh, but we just kind of investigate crimes against orphans. Uh, I'm an orphan myself, aside from my dear adoptive mothers, but they sucked. Uh, I am impressed by the tenacity of you and your organization. Oh, well, thanks. You can join the club. Um, we also gather information, and she kind of looks sheepishly off onto a table, and if you want to roll perception at what she's looking at. You can. Sure. Uh, it's all of us, right? Yeah, if you all want to look. 18 for Willie. And at the offer of joining the club, he blushes, but it's like a pale green color. <laughs> He's, you know, an undead sea creature. 13. 17. Um, the missing papers from the archives are stacked on the table that she is looking at. And she kind of sees you guys looking, and she goes... We can explain? I hope that you would. And Erin kind of speaks up. She's like, I, I needed them for research, and I couldn't really walk in there and be like, yo, I'm part of RO. I need your files. So we sent in one of our people to sneak in and steal them, and we were going to return them, I promise. We just had to kind of go over the reports and A, make sure you guys hadn't figured out anything, though that's kind of a moot point now, but B, just kind of see if there's any patterns we're missing. Sorry? We're not criminals. We're kids. Would it be easier to just leave us 
like your calling stone number and then we can just talk directly if you ever need help like this again because we're probably going to be willing to help probably much easier than stealing pages from our books and your cover's kind of blown now anyway so we might as well work together the two of them kind of look at each other and then they sigh and they say yeah cat's kind of out of the bag but like we totally appreciate it if you like wouldn't tell anyone else like you can tell your guild because we're not going to be able to steal these again now that we've told you we've stolen them. But, like, don't tell anyone else if you can avoid it. But why would you need to steal them? We could share this information with you. Oh, that is true. Just, you know, got creepy organization working in the shadows going. So I guess welcome to the club. Just keep us a secret. Help us figure out what's happening to the orphan or why there's so many orphans. And we'll be cool, right? They they are very much so looking like teenagers that got caught sneaking out to a party that they got told no. <laughs> and they're very concerned that they are going to get into so much trouble. Uh, Willie rolls his eyes, but again, covered in hair. <laughs> it's just a subtle shift of bangs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dear children, you are not doing anything wrong. It is good that you are investigating. You're missing friends. Friendship is very important. Now, let me teach you about the laws. So, breaking and entering is a crime in Nikimoy, and it gives you, and I'm just going to, like, as a former peace officer, I know all of the the crimes and their punishments. And I'm going to say, don't do this, 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 or this. Don't break and enter. You know, don't don't possess someone else's property taken without permission. I think possession is a crime. You know, all those things. And I'm like, don't do any of these things in your investigation, and it'll make you much easier to gain allies. Like the, uh, the Dungard, I'm sure, are concerned about this many missing orphans, and so are the fire-raising kittens. Okay. Hope that um, helps. I guess, <laughs> thanks. Um, I guess we'll reach out to you when we have more information. Um, we can, we don't. We can't really portal you home, um, but we can give you a ride in our carriage out front. Well, I am more concerned that you are orphans and that you are alone and you find yourself helpless with this problem. This seems like... Okay, first, how many of you are, are there? I mean, if there are two of you, you can stay with me. I have two recently vacated rooms in my house because my children, they went off to college. They do not need me anymore. Would you like to live with me? Um, There's like 40 of us that come in and out <laughs> of our mansion, Um, but we... I mean, I guess we're going to have to tell you now. Um, The Sea Scouts kind of started the funding for all of this, so we're very well cared for here. Um, You know, rich cookie empire money. Um, But you could come hang out and care for us. We're a lot of teenagers, but we do have some younger members. Um, But we're happy and safe here. I, like... I'm very concerned, like, wellness checks, social workers, somebody should come look for, like, kids can't, they don't brush their teeth, they don't bathe. (laughs) Have a little more faith, Jade. Some, some people's lives force them to mature faster than others. Where do they buy groceries? They've got the gold. Okay, all right, well, uh, how do they drive to go get groceries? There are teenagers here. They have a carriage. Okay. I mean, 
feasibly a six-year-old can drive a carriage. I've seen it happen. Are they not in search of education, employment, or training? Or what is this? What's the NEAT acronym? Uh, let me look it up. Jade, I know that you not may in not... education, employment, or training. Is this is this a good lifestyle for them? They're basically private detectives. Okay, but they're not working for like money for income, so they're not in education, employment, or training, and they're they're kind of like setting up a revenge kill. I don't know. It's not it's not great, you guys. They have a purpose. It's not our place to judge their purpose. We can offer them help, but it sounds. Like, that's not quite the sort of help they want right now. Okay, I'm totally out of my depth here. I'm like, just don't break laws, and I don't care. (laughs) That is a good point. Maybe they need more along the lines of mentorship, as opposed to someone cooking for them. Someone to show them how to go about their goals in a legal and safe way. Perhaps we could start a... Big Brother program between fire-breathing kittens and the Rogue Orphan Society. Mm, If they're going to be adventurers anyway, might as well get trained in adventuring. I never went to school, and look how I turned out. We've got plenty of very advanced members at the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild with nothing better to do in their retirement than pass on their knowledge. I think that's an excellent idea. Well, and we have extra rooms here too if you know you guys would want to stay and that's barley speaking and she's kind of looking at you like i'm saying this but i'm trying to be cool but i'm also like really down if people wanted to come and like stay and teach us how to be better adventurers uh yeah willie's only 18 so he's like (laughs) he's like yes yeah he's like definitely gonna start hanging out here (laughs) i'll be uh (laughs) Willie, the undead sea hag youth mentor. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I should teach you guys about how to save for, like, your retirement. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it'll it'll help keep you out of the house, Jade. Uh, So here's the thing. Jade just got done with kids. So (laughs) although she might get a puppy, she doesn't want 40 orphans. And you're not getting 40 orphans. You're just helping. I just... I... I... They... They just moved out of my house. I... I, (laughs) I am finally free. (laughs) I don't want 40 children. But Jade, look at them. They were breaking laws. Oh, they need a mentorship. (laughs) Your voice is getting dangerously (laughs) high-pitched. I'm certainly going to stay and just try to pass on some earthly wisdom. Yeah, Maybe teach them to think a bit before acting. I agree. I stay and I teach them which ones the laws are. (laughs) Congratulations. You're now the founding members of the Fire Breathing Kittens Mentorship Program. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you for joining us today, listeners. We were joined today by Willie. Hey, guys. I'm just a cool kid like you. I like to have fun. But you know what's fun? Doing your homework. (laughs) Simmond. I'm apparently only a kid, too, but I'm much less fun. Get ready for the dad jokes. (laughs) 
and Jade. This is so much more than a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Radio is so much different than it was in the 80s. We had it all. The music, the movies, the DJs, and morning shows. Back to the 80s Radio is a show from the 80s in podcast form. We bring the memories from that awesome decade back. Join Toscano and Chang every Friday as they take you on a ride back in time, sharing their experiences and laughs. Stop on by and discover some of the wacky things this crazy duo comes up with. They talk about it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the greatest decade. Don't miss the greatest 80s podcast in the world. Back to the 80s Radio. If you're a fan of movies that are true stories, I've got a new podcast recommendation for you. It's called Based on a True Story, and it is the podcast that compares Hollywood with history. You'll learn from historians, authors, TV and film consultants, and sometimes even the real people the movies are based on as they separate fact from fiction in your favorite movies. Hear how much of the gangster movie Donnie Brasco happened from the real Donnie Brasco himself. Listen to the real history behind Downton Abbey from Lady Carnarvon. Laugh along with the real guys that the comedy movie Tag was based on. Get some extra stories from the production set from the historical consultant on the movie The Alamo. Those are just a few examples. So when you're ready to learn how much of your favorite movie really happened, subscribe to Based on a True Story in your podcast app of choice or find it at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Once again, that's basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Listener.